Hey everyone, it's Chris Phillips, Head of Corporate Communications and PR at Viasat. I'm back with Don Butchman. We're doing this again. Again. They haven't kicked us off yet. <laughs> so Don is Vice President and General Manager of Viasat's commercial aviation business. So last time we talked about debunking myths and in-flight Wi-Fi. Great chat, lots of interest. Um, so thanks. Today, we're going to get at the heart of what people ask us all the time. Are in-flight Wi-Fi providers all the same? You know, we touched upon it on the last one. We got a lot of questions coming back just about that part of the the conversation. Obviously, my answer is we're not all created equal. But Don, we want to hear from you, the good, the bad, the ugly. So um, we're going to touch upon um, a bunch of stuff today. And I think we should just jump right into the questions. Let's Let's just do it. I think I'm ready this time. Okay. So... We're looking at the landscape of technology providers, so let's kick off with some tough ones. When it comes to choosing an in-flight connectivity partner, what are the deciding factors that airlines are being influenced by today? Yeah, so I think a lot of it's being driven just by, you know, customers' demands, right? Um, but another big one is that, you know, where, you know, who's who's available in my market, right? You might be, a you know, someone in, in a market that's not the U.S. or it's, it's Africa or it's Asia, and so one of the things is I can't buy, you know, I, I can't buy a service that's not available in my market, right? So that's always a big one. But then it's also what's available in my market and what's coming to my market. So that's what we see a lot of, especially as, you know, the I think the United States was probably the leader in getting connected aircraft out there. And that's now starting to pick up in Europe and you're seeing it pick up in other parts of the world. Um, as that happens, now kind of the you know, U.S. is almost on their second tier of buying, right? They bought right. eight, ten years ago. Now they're actually getting into their second buy. But the rest of the world is pretty much getting into their first buy. So it does seem like Europe is is a pretty active market right now. Yeah. So, you know, we've just ourselves just had two, three launch customers just come up line, you know, SAS uh, and Finn just recently. You know, LL's been flying and now they got their 787 flying and we're hoping to bring Iceland there on, online, you know, later this year. That's and cool. it's a, it's becoming, you know, it's a big thing. And I think the European traveler now they're getting a taste of it is actually seeing a lot, is seeing the benefits. So when do you think the Asia-Pacific market will start to heat up? You know, it's going to start heat up. There's a lot of demand there, right? We get a lot of questions out of the Asia-Pacific market. And they're just asking us, okay, we'll buy your thing. And it's like, well, okay, can you wait? You know, because one of the things is, you know, for us, Fiasat is, you know, we've got our own satellites. And we're basically, as we launch them, then we're bringing on new capacity and new coverage areas with each one. And so right now, you know, in the Asia-Pacific area, we've got, uh, through partnership with NBN in Australia, we were able to bring you know the great asset there that they built for their for the Australian people to the Australian flyer with with uh, Qantas. That's been fantastic, and we're looking to do that in other markets. So I was going to ask and, and wait for later in the program to ask some of these I questions. Jumped to it. But you you like you are setting me up. So you know there's an elephant in the room, and Viasat's K service is not yet global. So first, tell us what are Viasat's global plans with respect to commercial aviation, and then I want to talk about afterwards kind of some of the airline perceptions, and are they willing to wait? Okay, yeah, that's good, yeah. So it is a is thing, and I actually hinted on it a little bit before, because it's hard not to, um, you know, airline buying decisions. But yeah, so our global, uh, Viasat's global coverage today, we've got five satellites uh, plus a partner satellite that we're, actually, we're offering service on. So right now with our satellites, we're offering from, so think of the Americas. We've got, you know, starting, you know, it's a, it's a northern tip of South America. So our Viasat 2 coverage goes from starting there all the way up through the Caribbean Sea, Mexico, United States, Canada, and it covers all the water tracks off the east coast of the U.S. into Europe. 
And so that's with Viasat 2, Viasat 1, Wild Blue 1, and Anacap 2, we've got all of that coverage. And that hooks up with our joint venture satellite, KASAT, in Europe. And that basically gives us cover all the way into the Middle East. So I'd say, you know, someone might ask how you get LL. It goes right up to, to, to Tel Aviv in uh, the Middle East. And that gives us pan-European coverage and into the Nordic countries. So that's today's coverage area, and that's what's been fantastic. Partnership with NBN, I mentioned, mm-hmm. gives us the, the continent of Australia. And so that's that's the extent of our KA coverage. We're always looking to bring more on. Now, our future plans for Viasat, what we're bringing online is Viasat 3, right? It's been the mythical beast, mm-hmm. as people have dubbed it. It's not so mythical anymore um, since everyone's trying to copy it again. They're not quite catching up, but it's there. So what Viasat 3 is, it's a series of global satellites that will give us, and three satellites give us global coverage. So the first two are going to be launching in uh, over the Americas, the first one, and the second one will launch over the India, which is Europe, Middle East, Africa. Sort of think of those sort of two big markets starting in the 2020, 2021 timeframe, right, getting into service. So we're really excited about those. And what really is nice and differentiated out of those is they're bringing a terabit per second of capacity to each. And just to remind everyone, we started off with Viasat 1 with 140 gigabits. We got more on Viasat 2 and now a terabit per second our competition is talking about going from 5 to 20 to 40 gigabits per second, you know, and the other the other technologies, their high throughputs. And so that's fantastic. And then our third satellite is Asia Pacific, which we're targeting to get in line, you know, to be online, you know, 2022 timeframe, 2023 in that timeframe. So that'll kind of give us our global coverage. That's great. Are airlines willing to wait? You know, I would say if you asked me that question a year ago, I would say no. Okay. But What's what, changed? What I've seen changed is what we've brought to market. Basically, airlines, not going to speak for them, but I think what I'm seeing in the marketplace is they don't want to pick the wrong technology. I would hate to be in a market, pick a technology, and then two years later, my biggest competitor in my home market waited and went with Viasat mm-hmm. and basically brought what Viasat brings to the marketplace. And they are embedded and capitalized with an inferior product and technology that they now have to live with. And now they're with the do I just have an inferior product for the next seven years or I recapitalize again faster than I expected to? I would say in the past, they thought Wi-Fi was a commodity. So let's just get it on. Let's just hope it works. Let's just make sure it works and it's on. But working is just not good enough, right? It actually has to serve the needs that it was the, for the purpose it was put on, which is delivering the natural demand. So that's kind of what's changed for us. I think I think our success that we've had with a lot of our customers that we brought to market has really changed the perception that you know what, maybe waiting two years isn't so bad when this is a 10-year decision mm-hmm. and I have to live with a bad decision. Well, and we've seen success in the U.S. market with airlines that have waited. We have, yeah. Yeah, JetBlue was pretty vocal about it, right? They kind yeah. of surveyed the market when they kind of came out, and they actually waited for Viasat 1. They, I mean, hats off to them. They, they, they selected Viasat before we launched Viasat 1. So in the past two podcasts, you've talked a lot about capacity. And, you know, here we're talking about coverage. Yes. So let's talk coverage versus capacity. Is there one that's winning out? Are you hearing from airlines that they care more about one versus another? Or because you just said that they're willing to wait, coverage really isn't as important as the capacity play. Yeah. So what we've seen is, I mean, a lot of airlines have, it's really been about capacity, right? So even JetBlue, I, use, I talk about them a lot. When they launched with our service, you have to remember only 70% of their Available seat miles were covered within our coverages, and now Viasat Two is going to give them nearly 100% coverage of their routes. So that was a that was a customer who basically chose quality and capacity over coverage. Clearly, we've had others like Virgin America when they launched. We've had this, this KUKA product, right? So they wanted 
they wanted the best when they were flying in the United States, right? It was very competitive transcontinental markets. But they also wanted, you know, at the time, they didn't tell the marketplace, but they knew they were going to put those aircraft on Hawaii. Mm-hmm. So th- what they didn't want to do was make the compromise just to get coverage over Hawaii. They are going to pick an inferior product. So we came up with a pretty innovative solution. We're really excited about it. It's been working great where they can use this KUKA antenna. So when they're doing the San Francisco to New York, they get the great Viasat KA capacity. And when they're going out to Hawaii, up from San Francisco to L.A., they're, they're not any more disadvantaged than anyone else was, but they're using KU coverage. And we're seeing airlines a lot of interest in that product to basically go there. And as we add KA coverage, just like your cell phone has multiple bands, mm-hmm. you basically, this is going back a while, but you used to have 3G and then LTE. You know, you wouldn't buy a 3G only phone and then just say, well, LTE is not everywhere. So I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to buy a 3G phone. You know, you use LTE when you can and you fell back to 3G. And that's what a lot of our customers saw that with that. So that's a choice, right? And then some customers are just, you know, kind of willing to wait depending on, you know, the, the situation. But coverage is a is something that's really important. We hear from the marketplace is I've got to be on all my routes because my passengers need the service wherever they go, not just when they go a certain direction. So I want to bring us back to what the the podcast is really all about, which is we're not all created equal, right? And so from an apples to apples perspective, can you share how Viasat is different and why we're not all created equal? Boy, I've talked about that a lot, haven't I? This, uh, you know, it's kind of, it's just our, can you sum it up for us? I think it's our thought process, right? It's, okay. it's the thought process around what are you delivering? What's the purpose? You know, is the purpose an antenna? Is the purpose something else, right? Is it a portal? No, the purpose is delivering what is being demanded, right? And that's, you're not going to satisfy your customers if you don't. So that's what we think. That's how we think. And what we've done is we've brought that to our satellites, right? That's the core of, okay, you boil all that down to how do I get the most capacity at the lowest at the lowest possible cost, because that allows me to expand and serve as many people as I can, as we can. And we did that. That innovation goes up into the satellites, and we don't stop because the Internet's not stopping. People's growth's not stopping. Nothing is stopping. So we continue to innovate. And that's what separates us is, I think, our thought process and what we're trying to achieve. Let's just talk. I know I've heard you say on media interviews that we don't compete with the traditional in-flight Wi-Fi provider. We compete with a $50 cable bill. Uh, you have a whole different set of competitors to think about. Can you walk us through that thinking? Yeah, so that's, you know, for us, it's, you know, that's how we're thinking about it all. It's, you know, we're, it's really hard, right? We're, we're competing in, a, in the terrestrial market with our residential business against fixed wireless cable DSL. And they're putting price points out there. Yeah, you mentioned the $50, right? You got to deliver a great service for $50. That's become the norm. And we're competing against that. And so how do we do that? It's how we innovate all the way through. How do we vertically integrate, collapse all the technology into the lowest cost package, have the lowest friction for acquisition costs? And so when we we're able to bring that same thinking and technology and competition into the airline market. So the airlines then can benefit from that, how we're doing that. And that's it's really kept us on our toes. Yeah, it's a really tough competition. Um, we've been really successful as you watch Viasat grow and continue to grow. Um, I think we're getting good. We're doing better, but it's just continuing to go. And we're taking all that into the airlines, and they're getting the net benefit of it. So one last question for Uh-oh. you. Taking the long-term view here, are airlines comfortable making choices today that will directly influence and impact their ability to compete in the digital transformation over the next decade? Now, I know you touched upon this a little bit before, but really, are they are they willing to make the choices? You know, it's hard to say, right? It's a, you know, who knows what's going to happen in the next five to 10 years, right? But they definitely know, you know, we all remember 
20 years ago, they put phones in the back of seat backs. Mm-hmm. You know, that was like, okay, people want to be talking on phones. Well, actually, they didn't. You know, so that's a, it is it is a tough choice. But they, as they sort of see the the way the world evolving, you know, it's been a much more decentralized environment, internet, blockchain, you know, all these things kind of coming out. You have to be ready for it. And sort of one of the fabrics of that is connectivity. And so I think that's really bringing airlines. I think they're getting so much smarter. They're basically, you know, learning and researching and just really understanding what is it going to take and getting expertise in that market just to understand it. And we think the more educated they are, the better it is for Viaset, right? Because they're going to be making choices that are evolved around what we're trying to get done. So I hope that we addressed um, or at least touched upon um, how and why we're not all created equal. It, it definitely spans off from the technology that we're bringing to market, the amount of capacity. It sounds like the the coverage piece we we have an answer to and we're addressing pretty aggressively. So, Don, I won't keep you any longer. I've uh, you're probably exhausted from my questions, and I've definitely yeah. <laughs> exhausted yeah. my time. And we actually here. haven't even gone to the hard stuff, right? I mean, all the stuff we you know that's really important to airlines. You know, the stuff that we don't talk about a lot, but the airlines really get value out of, like. Our equipment's reliable. We service the aircraft. We answer the calls. We're a good partner, right? Those are things that are just table stakes, but they're just as important as something Viasat is really committed to and is showing in a marketplace as a good partner. As always, thank you for your time. It is. Love the insights, the laughs. Definitely can't wait to talk again. Love the walk-on music as well. (laughs) This is great. This is great. (laughs) 